Yes. You know what, America? <laughs> I wake you up and I stare in your face. You seem stunned. Remember me? The one you got your idea from. That be two five. Over here, we got Mr. Logical. Yeah. Collectively known as Sports Reports is Order. We're not number one. I'm sorry, I lied. We're number one, two, three, four, and five. Tonight, <laughs> how about the anticlimactic suspension for John Morant? Are we going to have an appeal? Are the Players Association going to do the right thing? Black Brad has walked the plank. He is in Phoenix. The sun is rising in the west. Welcome to the valley, Brad. And then we're going to give you a little bit of mock draft. NBA draft coming up in three days. Should be a fun time. Lots of movement. Lots of trades. And then, of course, get it off my chest. So, Mr. Logical, what's the word? Yo, it's like I said, it's a it's a crazy time in sports. We're in that transition period with NFL. The like, it's gonna be a lot of Twitter conversations that become topics on shows, and you know what this person said on Instagram in response to this person's video or this person's interview. So it's gonna be a lot of that. Yo, we, we probably gonna shy away from that, but that's gonna be like the mainstream. I just, I just need a points. favor. I just need a favor. I turned on the TV today, and I, I mean, it must be the anniversary or something. But you know, all I saw was was Cleveland's comeback against Golden State, the best comeback in NBA playoff history. Of course, it was. Talk about something else. Like, I mean, what, 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 what would you even I mean, compare it, it to? What would you even compare it to? Like, what's the it's, next best? Like, like you know, I don't, I don't even know why you would like. I think this year's Boston forcing the game seven was pretty solid. Well, I mean, yeah, if they would have pulled it off, that would have won. That would have been the best comeback ever. But you know what I mean? But like, I mean, the only other comeback that I could think of in that way. Maybe the Golden State won that same year against Katie and Russ. See, I didn't even think about that one. That's a good one. I was thinking about um, when the Knicks went up 2-0 and everybody was like, oh, is this the year they're going to beat Jordan? And then, you know. It wasn't, you know, but like, but, but I, there's not many comebacks that I think of in that vein of like, it deserves to be mentioned as the best. Like, it's well, just that if one. Golden, if Golden State would have closed out Cleveland, then their 3 1 comeback, game six, Clay versus KD and Russ would have been be the like, stuff of champions. But, do you think KD still would have gone to Golden State if they would have won the chip? No. You think Dray you think Draymond's calling from the parking lot if they won the chip? No. And then they would have lost to Cleveland the next year. <laughs> I think they still would have called. <laughs> Maybe. I, think they I, mean, I, think, I, I don't I just, know if KD would have answered though. The conversation would have been different. I think well, I think the conversation, yeah, we're getting off topic, but it's what we do. I think the conversation was like, yo, come join us. You know, we could we could we can do this, we can win these championships next couple of years, whatever the case may be. I think that was the pitch that they made to KD because they lost to Cleveland. Mm. But I think they beat Cleveland. The pitch they make is Kevin Durant's flying to San Francisco. Come to death row. 
having conversations versus the whole squad going out to the Hamptons to see him. I think I think the leverage piece would have been a little different. Well, I think it would have been I think it would have been just, just a shift. Maybe they just, still would have gone out there, but it I just think depends it on what different. you want to believe. It depends on what you want to believe. Like if you truly believe that he just wanted to get away from Russ, you know, if that because I know that narrative was out there. Like I think he goes somewhere else. But Dane Miller said something kind of similar. You know, he was talking about how if he wanted to go to Miami, you know, but if Miami won the title take Miami off the list because he wants to go somewhere to help win a title. He doesn't want to join something established. So I would like to hope that KD would have felt yeah, the same way. Would, I mean, I get that. And I get that whole championship narrative, but they just went to, they were number one seed the 2021, 22 season. And they were the NBA. They were a shot away from the NBA finals. Jimmy Butler's three goes down then as a number one seed. Then he came back as an eight seed and they still made it to the NBA finals. Yeah. So it's not as if he's going to a team that it's not like he's going to Portland. I mean, from Portland to Indiana and getting Indiana right. over with hump. It's like, yo, you're you're getting you're going to the team that was essentially a few inches right away right. from being in the NBA finals two years in a row. Like, yeah, Matt, John, like if you look at the sports science of it. Yeah, John Morant's a few inches from being out of the league, apparently. You know, so look, this was so anticlimactic to me. Like, I'm not saying that. You know, John Morant had to be suspended for 40 games or that he had to be suspended for the season. I don't know what happened to my brain because I know 25 is a lot of games. It makes him ineligible for awards and things like that. But when I heard 25, I was like, that was the significant thing that we had to wait for the finals to end for. That's what I said. That's what I said last week. Like I said, I talked to my pop. Shout out to Skip Redley, proud of Twin of Virginia. Um, we talked. And our conversation was this, either it was going to be a low number that would upset people because they didn't think it was high enough, or it was going to be an astronomical number that people felt was like too much. I think 25 games is the, it's the high end of that low range. Remember I said last week, I was like, they'll probably get 25 games. And if, Memphis can go between 14 and 11 and 17 and 8 in that window. They'll be Which fine. Which is possible. They, because they, they went a good 20, record without they him. Went 20, yeah, they went 20 and 2 without him a couple of years ago. If they get Brandon Clark, I got his name right, Steven Adams, all these guys back from injury. Like I said, assuming I haven't heard any conversations about Dylan Brooks, um, it seems that they're probably going to part ways, or well, they're gonna they said he's not coming back under any circumstances. Any circumstances, so that's just that just seems a little frustrating. It just seems like the NBA just like they're going out of their way to just kind of soil their own product. <laughs> like every single team is just making their teams worse. Um, it, you know, if we're going to get into more NBA talk, like this is a whole NBA conversation. But with John, I mean, twenty five games. I'm still not 100% sure what they suspended him for. I know why they suspended him. Like, I mean, just. They, they suspended him because he made Adam Silver look bad because he talked to Adam Silver the first time when the incidents ha- started or when we first got wind of these things. 
He talked to Adam Silver. They did the whole little he's in rehab. He ended up missing eight games or whatever it was. You so it was rehab for flashing guns. Like, so, so, you go to rehab <laughs> for real problems. I don't know. When people said rehab, I was like, man, I got to say it yeah, again. Yeah, you're going to rehab. Like, you're going to rehab for Tiger Woods reasons. You know, yeah, and Chris Bussard said it on, on, on First Things First. He was like, it's not that hard of a problem to reverse. Don't play with guns. Yeah. You can have them. Right. Someone in a group posted that Job Moran should go to a gun range and post a <laughs> video. But that's yeah, they, a legal place for him to go. They were talking about that because tomorrow. they were talking about that because we live in this society nowadays where everything is a false equivalence. And there were videos of Chris Kamen when he was still in the league. You know, at the so they're like, well, what's the difference between Ja and Chris Kamen? Chris Kamen was at a shooting range. That's the difference. Well, Chris Kamen posted <laughs> a bunch of pictures when he was at his house. Realistically, holistically, what Ja Morant, the problem that Ja Morant got away with the first incident, if not, I don't even say the, the first few incidents, whatever happened with the bus in Indiana, whatever happened with this kid at his house, and then him having the gun in Denver. That's what I was about to say. It was like, when you can say what you want. That gun was so on team property. Yeah, he flew a plane and, unless he bought it in Denver. But even if he bought it in Denver. He had to get I mean, it back. Yeah, he had like, to get it back. I mean, maybe maybe you can you can check a gun and we don't like, that's a rule we're not privy to. Like, that's information we're not privy to. Maybe you can check it because I know on a normal well, airline you can you can declare you have a firearm you can check it. Well, well I think you it just depends it on. on I think it depends on technicality because the way the rule was set up after the whole Gilbert Arenas Javaris Crittenden thing was it can't be on NBA premises. To two five, the, the team plane is, is is NBA property. The team plane is not NBA. Property. Well, I mean, it's, okay. Let me let me reverse. Is, is let me let, let by, me let me. It's, it's either leased to a company. Or it's paid for by the owner. Let the me back, let me okay. Let me let me walk that one back and just say, it was on. It was on a piece of property that the team was renting from someone. A team being an NBA team, like that's where you get into technicalities and like yeah. what defines this. But to me, he brought it on team property at the very least. Well, that's the thing. So it. As a the, the criminal justice part of my brain, I'm not absolving him for just I'm I'm so sick of people posting stuff on social media. You don't need to do it. Long as my boys know that we did it, like if we out and we had a great time, every my 380 friends and family on Facebook, they don't need this. I don't need to be on live right now while I'm doing this podcast. Yeah, me, like, me and the, me me doing this. Yeah. So like that's my issue. But with him. Unless the unless the team plane or they prove that he had it on the plane, the team planes owned by the NBA, but the team planes owned through some shell company out of his other place by the team owner, or if it's a FedEx plane and it has nothing to do with the NBA, and he's allowed to check that plane to check mm -hmm. the gun on that plane. The only issue I have is like, why do you keep bringing it everywhere, and why do you keep showing it? So, and and I guess you could suspend it for that. I mean, he did. I don't know what provision they use in the NF, NBA PA collective bargaining agreement. But if these 25 games, 
mm-hmm. out of eight, you got eighty-two games. Like I said, if your team goes, if your team goes twelve and thirteen, that gives you fifty-seven games left. You need about forty, well, about forty-five wins, forty-four wins gets you in the play-in. Yeah. I mean, each year is different, but yeah, like, you know, but yeah, that was around the going rate this year. So you go 32 and 25 the rest of the way, you could hurt your team. But if you get into the play-in or even in the playoffs, then all will be forgotten. The, The continuing issue is these 25 games. So he knows it now. It is June 19th. Right, mm-hmm. he knows he's suspended until December, Christmas time, mm-hmm. December. Yeah, so I was gonna real quick. What, I was is, gonna, he, what is he doing? What is he gonna do? He better in be that uh, downtime. He better be shooting jump shots. That's what he better be doing. I, I was is he, so I, is he kicking it with the same people he keeps getting in trouble <laughs> with? <laughs> he need to go spend some time with Demetrius Senior. You know, I was uh, gonna be at the games. I was looking at uh, a statement from. Tamika Tremaglio, who is the director of the NBA PA. Um, I'll just, I'm not going to read the whole quote because it's very long, but I'm going to just summarize real quick. So she said that he has expressed, Ja, has expressed remorse and accepted responsibility for his actions. And this is my word right here. They support him unequivocally. You know, that's my word from uh, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. I love my wife unequivocally. You know, uh, but uh, but then as to the discipline imposed, which keeps him off the court until December and requires some kind of unstated conditions to be met before he can return, we believe it is excessive and inappropriate for a number of reasons, including the facts involved in this particular incident. So leaving it there, uh, like I said, there's more that she said, but that's the gist of what she said. She talks like a lawyer. Yeah. She talks like, listen, you can suspend them. But you can't then make it these these. Which I was going to bring up. Feelings, that's what they did. That's what they did to Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, they these did that to Kyrie. Base condition is is like, who are you to determine if someone is contrite, or even if it's a requirement to be? Well, contrite? I would answer you that question, but after you're reduced. getting it off my chest the other day, I'm not going to answer that question. You know, um, you know. <laughs> but that's yeah. But that's what they did to Kyrie. You're suspended indefinitely. Or whatever turned out to be like five games, and then it was like you got to meet with the rabbi, you got to do this, you got to donate. I'm telling you that you need to give five hundred thousand dollars, you know, to this organization. That's probably, and that's probably what they're leading to is like because, like we talk about this all the time, and when it comes to law, or it comes any kind of discipline as a precedent, you everyone does it. You do it with you know your spouse you do it with your kids you do it with your co-workers you give people pressing you give a person one time disrespect you and you like and you'll call them out like listen you'll call them out with this level of intensity hey listen man i don't appreciate how you called me out like that at the meeting so that's the bar that they set so now they know like this is it this is where we're at if you cross that line if you cross go above that bar again i'm gonna react harsher so the precedent that the NBA set with Kyrie was you didn't break any rules. You didn't break any crimes. You just made some people's feelings hurt. That's it. These people are, their feelings are hurt. These people are talking about the NBA in a negative light. So you 
solely have to ensure that you give me the warm fuzzy so I can give them a warm fuzzy. So the NBA took that precedent of whatever Kyrie got. I think he was ended up, his was around like five to nine games, I think. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that range. I'm not sure exactly because some games he was held out because he got the play and he didn't get the play. Then Ja got the eight games for the gun. But that was unofficial. Like he was just out indefinitely. He was out and then at the at the already did five games that said he had to do at least three more, which doesn't make any sense. It's like you can't suspend me indefinitely and then like all right, we'll throw this arbitrary number on the end. Like these things are negotiated and lobbied. You can't just wing it. Like you like you See, can't. And this is where it gets and interesting. That's what Adam Silver is doing. And that, and that's what that's where it gets interesting because for the NBA PA, these 25 games disqualify him from all NBA awards, you know, MVP awards, which will affect his bonus and incentive money, you know. So now you're crossing lines of not only are you suspending him, but on the back end, you know, you're affecting his ability to make the most money possible. And I had, like I said, talked to my pops early. He was like, do you think they're doing it on purpose? I'm like, I don't know because I don't, I don't think, I don't think the NBA, because the NBA is going to have, they're going to have their talent. He's getting his money. Nike's going to give him his deal back. So it's not as if that I'm not scoffing at $40 million. But I don't think the NBA would purposely block him from getting paid when he's getting paid a couple hundred million dollars. I think they will. I don't think they look at it like, oh, we don't want this guy to get 40 more million dollars when he signed a 200 million dollar contract. Not not from that standpoint, not from that standpoint. But I think by giving him enough games that will disqualify him from these things, they're using him as a deterrent to others. You know, so I don't think that they're sitting around saying we're going to affect his money or we're going to do this or that. I just think that they're saying we have to do something tangible that will make the next person think twice before they act up or, you know, something along those lines. But we, we've all seen that not work. And we talked about it with the NFL with Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley got a year for gambling. Everybody who heard it. I mean, I don't know how long it buzzed on TV. I remember when I first heard, I was like. Well, I'm still confused on how some of these games. And how do other guys keep doing it? But but how do these other guys? How are these other guys getting lower punishments though? That's what I'm confused about. Well, one maybe I think Calvin really was like betting on NFL games. The other guys, the the couple of Detroit guys were betting on NFL games. They got kicked out. They, I mean, they got suspended for a year. But they were also like fourth and fifth string fucking defensive tackles. It's like. Whatever you're not gonna. If Josh Allen did that, he's not gonna lose a whole. I'm season. trying to figure out who this uh person that lost eight million is. Probably, we'll say somebody from Canada. Well, I thought just, I thought it was Josh Allen just because of how he played against the Dolphins. Would, <laughs> oh, he's been, like how he was trying to throw the game away. Yeah, like you know, it might have been Josh played. Allen. You know, but uh, um, so like with with Josh, I, like I don't think the NBA. I don't think they sit around making decisions based off of NBA awards, because if you think about the grand scheme of that type of corporation, those awards matter zero to Adam Silver. 
I don't mm-hmm. think he gives a damn who wins these awards. I don't think he gives a no, damn. No, he doesn't. Who wins but it matters to the players, though. Yes, but the writers you saw are MB the ones crying that crying about MVP. <laughs> the the play the, the 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 writers are going to make the the ultimate decisions, and the writers have already pegged Jai as a thug and whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So he needs a redemption story. So, like I said, they already got the script out. You know, from uh. From handgun to hero to John Moran story, he's gonna get his redemption story 2324. Um, I think the N- NBA PA is watching it more closely because he got suspended for embarrassment. Mm-hmm. What's the level? Say an NBA player like how Lamar Odom unfortunately was uh, you know, had a drug induced coma essentially because what they, the way they found him in a, a brothel in Vegas. Say you get an NBA player and he's just passed out drunk and there's someone in the room uh, just a, per, a random person and they OD and have to go to the hospital because that person OD'd on fentanyl or heroin or whatever and Tory Craig plays for the Phoenix Sun just happened to be in the hotel room passed out drunk. Can you suspend him for eight games for embarrassing the league because he was in a room with someone who got high on heroin that was laced with fentanyl? I would because... say no, just because he's not a offender. Like he's, it would be his first offense, or you know, it's not even an offense. But, but once it would again, be his first Jai, incident. exactly. So Jai with the gun, it wasn't an offense. They didn't deem it was an offense. They just gave him a game. Well, that's what, but that's the thing, you know, like like when you talk to your kids, you know, um, you you know. If you tell me the truth, I'm gonna still be mad at you, but then we can move on. You know, so if, I don't if, tell my kids that. If, if, if well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, like that's an old thing. I you think know. like a, or, I think like a lawyer, or or like, or like, but if you lie about it, like it's worse. Like, like, uh, like Joe Budden said it. You know, like it's, it's less about the about the um, indiscretion. It's more about the cover up. So, like, Job went in his office and told him all the things that he wanted to hear. So if you were going to put the foot down, you had more than enough reason to put the foot down with those other situations, like beating up a kid and, you know, going to the finish line and, you know, the parking lot and doing whatever he did with the employee. Like yeah, so NBA so, players, you need better lawyers. So if you wanted to suspend him or do something harsh or whatever, that would have been the time to do it. So there is no later action. But he talked to Adam Silver, told him what he wanted to hear, and then he got on the gram flashing guns, and Adam said, oh, you ain't going to make no fool out of me. And But he I did. Saw, he already did. I saw that he said it was a lighter. My son showed me a he – followed, he followed some Instagram page, and it was a picture of Ja that he had sent. And I was like – and I told my son, I'm like, that's, like the, that's the whole problem. The problem isn't – the fact that he did it is the fact that he keeps putting himself in these situations and tries to wiggle his way out of this cocoon that he keeps putting himself in. It's like he's getting suspended right. because he won't stay out of his own way. Because like I give my son this lecture all the time. It's like, listen, if your mom gets an email from the teacher saying you were disrespectful in class, don't try to come here and defend yourself. I'm like to the point where it's like you already jammed up. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? This is this is part because I had another argument with another teacher, another argument with another coach. 
all right, let me let me take an introspective gaze and figure out what's going on. I don't know if Jai ever really got that message from Adam Silver. Coupled with the fact that it's always your own people. That dude only had 100 people on his Instagram live. It wasn't Jai's account. Mm-hmm. This is boy's account. So one of those 100 people probably from around where he lives decided to screenshot that live and send it out. That's another thing he has to get, but that's not that message is not going to come from Adam Silver. Like, yo, he needs an OG in his life, not his pops, because his pops is obviously a puppet. I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on black man as dads, but I'm like, if you're running around here looking like his entourage, LeVar Ball never looked like the ball's entourage. He looked like the leader of the pack, always. Mm-hmm. No matter mm-hmm. how outlandish he was saying with the price of the shoes, you never looked at him. Amber alert. Okay. Yeah, you never looked at him like, oh, this dude is just riding the coattails of his son. I'm pretty sure T worked with him, and it, there's videos of him dribbling the basketball and jumping through the tires and everything else. But ever since he got in the league and he's become big time, he looked he's looked more like the entourage than the leader of the player on the court. Yeah, I just I don't know. Whatever I think of Demetrius Senior, I think about like him and Carl Anthony Towns' dad, like arguing in the crowd, and you know, and of course they had the thing with Shannon Sharp. You know, thing with Shannon Sharp. You know, it's like I understand your son worked hard. You worked there. You're proud of him. But in the same sense, like you got to pull them to the side and give them that fatherly conversation. Like you don't have to like be heavy handed dudes in his twenties. He'll figure he'll figure, he'll mm-hmm. make mistakes. He'll figure life out. But he should have told him like, listen, man, you got to stay off the internet. There's no reason. It's not like he's a, has a Draymond podcast or people don't know who he is because he plays in a small market. You know, it's like you're John Morant. You just got a shoe deal. At the NBA All-Star game, they sold your shoes for $400 a pair in a, a monument they built to him in the middle of Salt Lake City. So the middle of the All-Star game, LeBron, Dame Lillard, mm-hmm. Steph, all these dudes are there. All these dudes have shoes, but yet Nike built downtown, four south, this big ice sculpture with your shoes with Swarovski crystals on them for $400 each. People waiting in line for hours to get them. Like, you already have everything you need. Now all you got to do is go play ball. So here's the question, the million-dollar question, the Monty Williams question, I guess. Um, Does he serve 25 games? If If the NBA PA is good enough, no. They'll get it to 15. I think 15 is fair. Like, I know there was a lot of people that wanted half the season. Some people wanted all of the season. I think people wanted half the season because they were working under this, through looking at it through this lens that he was violating so many rules. And it's like, he wasn't. He just made the commissioner feel bad. Not look bad, feel bad. Because no one's going to come for Adam Silver's job. He made him feel bad. <laughs> and he's like, he's, he, and he's like, oh, I can't believe you said this to me. Maybe he should go talk to the rabbi. 
<laughs> and that's all it is. It's like these players got to start taking their leverage back because I get it. These guys sign your checks and everything else. But if you allow, like I said, if you simply allow these, and I'm, I'm using the word allow because I don't think, now that I don't think it's fair, mm-hmm. I just think that you're setting a precedent as a players association where you're just allowing these, the commission to do whatever. The NFL players struck back. They were like, nah. Like, the Ray Rice case, as soon as it happened, he told you everything that happened. Y'all gave him two games. It came out publicly. Y'all tried to give him six. It was like, no, you gave him two. They ended up blackballing him because he was rushing for like 2.9 yards of carry. But if he was rushing for 4.7 yards of carry, he'd have been on the team. I mean, they let Adrian Peterson back in. You know, yeah, you know, and that, if, I've never seen any video pictures, and I just heard the thing, mm-hmm. but he just came back in the league. Yeah, so you know, I think that <clears throat> at this stage, I don't see how the players' association can't get it reduced. I don't know by how much, but I don't see how they couldn't get it reduced. Like just going off of my limited now knowledge of legalities, um, you know, just from the standpoint of. Like, I could pull out a gun right now. Am I gonna get fired? Like, you know, or from my job, or you know, whatever. Like, if I if like Texas, you can have you a gun. Know. Well, that too. I mean, Tennessee. He, you know, he's in mean? Tennessee. Like, he's yeah. in Tennessee. He but can they, have a gun. But the NBA, the NBA is a private. But the was NBA is a private issue. organization, so you know that's a whole different can of worms too. But you know, but but at this point, you know, I think that I don't think. If I were the commissioner, I don't think I would have suspended him for 25 games. You know, I can kind of understand the human nature element like that you're mentioning about Adam Silver, like in how feelings. he don't say don't yeah. try to don't try to make it smooth. See, Mike try to make it smooth. He got I'm not trying to make it smooth. That's the way I talk. This note, there's he has because for instance, check it out. If John Morant goes hunting next week mm-hmm. and he's on Instagram live and a Duck, like going duck hunting in Tennessee, you suspend him. Nope. If he's standing next to a truck, like he's, they might give that man hunting, a standing ovation if he out there and, hunting. And he pulls <laughs> his gun out, like we about to go shoot some ducks, or we about to go shoot some deer. Is he gonna suspend him? No. Well, so what's well, he better have a license? Him? I'll say that he can play the same song, the same NBA Young Boy song or whatever song that was playing. He could play the same song and not get suspended. So how can he drive in a truck? In an area where you can go hunt, but he can't ride around his car with a gun. Funny how that works, you know. But you know, but yeah, like I, I think they might get it to zero. Now that that's what I'm waiting on. Now that that's would, that's what I would. I'm gonna go ahead and book it. If they zero games properly, I think they could get it to zero. Hmm, I like it. So zero, like the amount of first round picks that the Wizards got for Bradley Beal. Uh, the amount of first round picks that Phoenix has left, or the amount of second round <laughs> picks that Phoenix has left. You want to talk about a terrible deal, dog? Hey, this is what happens when you have a no trade clause. NBA 2K wouldn't let you make that deal. <laughs> hey, NBA, NBA 2K, 2K would have said, like, they would have been nah. like, renegotiate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this he had a, a he had a no trade clause. Like, so so it's one of those things, right? Like so, so you want to get him off the roster? Like we talked about this uh, last week. You, Why you know, were they so adamant about getting him off the roster? Was it just the money? Yes, you got to clear. So, so we talked about this. We argued about it a little bit. You know, the Wizards are trying to start over. 
to do that, you have to have money, you know, because you have to be able to get draft picks. You have to be able to entice free agents. So, like, yeah, you're not going to get, like, KD to come there. You know what I mean? But a free agent that's bordering our all-star, you know, like maybe like a Chris Middleton or somebody. I was literally thinking that name when you said it. You know, Chris Middle of the Pacton. You know, you can, like, grab somebody like that and overpay for him a little bit to show yourself as a destination. He was getting to this guy, Bradley Beal, this guy, you know, he was getting $251 million and he had a no trade clause. So it was either going to go like this. I want to go to Phoenix. No, I want to go to Miami. No, I want to go to Sacramento. Maybe. So, but you got to get them off your books because that's how you get it started. You got to get them off your books. So then there's the rumors about Porzingis potentially going to Portland, you know, and then Kuzma's a free agent. So, like, we talked about that. You wanted to keep Kuzma. I said let Kuzma walk. But you the point but the, but the, but the, but the, but the, No, you Which don't. You go, you no, go 12 you don't. and 70 next year? Yes. Because Yama's already in San Antonio. Yeah, but there's somebody – there's always somebody that's got to go number one or number two. You know, I mean, obviously, they may not be at that level, but there's always a number one and a number two draft pick. If they get rid of Porzingis like, and there, Kuzma, they will be 11 and 71. There, there is year. no point – there is no point in trying to get, like, the fifth draft pick. You know what I mean? Because in most drafts, you know, like, maybe two of your top five turn out to be, like – that dude, maybe three in a good draft, and then this, and, and then and then the next, yeah, and then your next gems are like twenty and below. You know what I mean? Like you just find, like you found Jokic, you know, in the You're second in round. You, you found you found Draymond in the second round. You know, like these stories. Gilbert Arenas was in the second round. Gilbert Arenas was in the second round. These stories are out there. So, so you know, so if you're not going to get the number one draft pick, or you know, at least top three, I would say, you're doing it wrong. So you got to get rid of Bill, get rid of the contract because he's decent enough. I ain't going to say he's good enough. He's decent enough that if you put him out on the court with a bunch of misfits, you could probably still win 30 games. Oh, you're saying if you would have kept him in Washington, it would still put you out of the running for the Yeah, like even if you got rid of – even if you got rid of Porzingis – You still would have gone 30 won, and 52. Yeah, you still would have gone 30 and 52 and you'd have been picking six or seven instead. Or you would have got a – pennies on the dollar trade in the middle of the year to trade there you deadline, go. There you which go. you made already in June. Let's which they already did. They, they know, made they did. pennies on the dollar trade in June. We saw somebody posting in a group right after, I think you sent me the message that Bradley Bill, it was a Adrian Rosenrowski account, but it was a fake one, but it said Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson. Oh, don't call out Chris like that. <laughs> and he was like, I should have verified the account. But that deal was better than the one that Phoenix gave. It was. <laughs> Even though Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul are the same age, it just they don't feel like their bodies, like as far as like the injuries report that we know about Chris hey, Paul. Kyle versus, Lowry was hitting some big shots in the finals. Yeah, I mean, but Kyle Lowry's probably missed a same probably missed an equal chunk of games with injuries, you know, knee injuries, because you know he's Few years younger than we are, 
Like I'm about to be 42. I think Kyle Lowry and Chris Paul are both like 37, 38. Yeah, I think Paul's but, 38, and I think Lowry's 37. So yeah. Yeah. So like they're a few years younger than we are. So that, you know, it would have been apples for apples, but Duncan Robinson's a shooter. Uh, but yeah, obviously that was a an but, but, unverified but, account. But even so if that was, but even if that Chris deal was Paul, true, you ain't trying to take Duncan Robinson's contract either. <laughs> it's not, like I read about his contract because he didn't play a certain number of games. A lot of it got voided. Mm. Over the last couple of years, so when he signed it, it sounded crazy. I think it was like, I'm just guessing. It was like three years. I think it was like four years. Million. No, it was like four, four years, years, thirty like million, ninety five, like ninety million. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. But because he didn't play X percentage of games one year, it cut it, it to like quick. fifteen million. It was it was some crazy incentive lace. Lace being an operative word. Contract. Yeah, it was five. There. It was five years, ninety million. And because he didn't hit certain milestones and his, and his percentage on the court, mm-hmm. which was a coach's decision to say he didn't play defense, it's like, well, give him to play a little bit of defense and then shoot you eight threes and maybe knock hey, down. He, he definitely in this finals, he definitely put the ball on the floor, you know, a lot more. If than They had another team. score, then he would have been. It'd have been a perfect situation for him. if they had a guy like Bradley Bill. Or Dame Lillard, or even a guy like even Anthony Simons, the younger even Tyler Hero. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a big Tyler Hero guy. I just think that he's. I think he's too little. I yeah. think even Duncan Robinson might be a little bigger than him. But I think Tyler Hero is. Just, I think he's too small. Mm-hmm. I think there's a limit. Like he looked cool in high school. I like. I watched a lot of his highlights. He in looked high cool in that blue and white. Yeah, but I just don't see. I don't, I don't see him changing. I mean, maybe he would have hit some of those open shots that gave Vincent or Struce miss, but Struce gave Vincent Kevin Love. They all shot above their percentages throughout the finals anyway. So I don't think he was the answer. Caleb Martin I did. I also don't think the – I watched Colin Cowherd. He was on there with Rick Buecher. And Colin Cowherd is my favorite, like, punted on TV when it comes to when a, when a trade happens in any sport either when it's a rumor of a trade, a trade happens, he's always optimistic. In spite of whatever, whatever, whoever's on that couch, like Rick Buecher's like, so what you have, you have KD, Booker, and Bill. They all score the same Bunch of ISO dudes, yeah. It's like they score in the same spots, they score the same way. There's no point guard to get. He's like, you have keys. Like, you got campaign. Like, in Cowherd's, like, you got campaign. He's like, and then Buker was like, but he doesn't get you in the stuff. Like, that's not mm-hmm. what kind of point guard he is. He's trying and to look for his shot. And then uh, Cowherd was like, well, look at Boston. Like, who's the true point guard there? He was like, well, Marcus Smart's not really a point guard. But he's like, those guys are all in their prime and they're all, you know, defensive matchup nightmares. And you, then you also have Marcus Smart, a point guard who's a defensive player. Then they, they piece it together, make it work. But they have young talent that has cohesion. That's not the same thing in Phoenix. Right now in their roster, I guess they have five guys under contract. These three guys are $750 million, which sounds like a crazy thing. And you, you, you get this new owner, Matt Ishba, billionaire, probably made his money through tech. And he wants to make it happen. But if Booker gets a soft tissue injury, take a shot. <laughs> or KD's knees get, gets hurt. 
Which is well, very right. possible. It's very possible that and when he does get in it, like I'm not I'm not calling for any of these guys to get hurt. But because you don't have any depth, you're gonna have to hold them out and just hope that the guys you get for DeAndre Ayton, because you're trading DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Bradley Bill's been in league Bradley Bill's been in league roughly 12 years and has played 60 games five times. He's been in that long. Yeah. Did he was he one and done in Florida? He was, he was 2012. Um, you know, I don't remember if he was one and done, but yeah, he but he was 2012. Um, you know, and like I said, he's only played more than 60 games five times. And he's the type of dude, and I don't know how this works, you know, so I'm gonna say it just because you know it's the thing to say, but he's the type of dude that he scores a lot and it doesn't necessarily affect anything. You know, like he the year he averaged 31 and went was was going head to head with Steph. He won an all-star. He, he they went 34 and 38. That was the shortened season, the COVID year. And they lost in the first round in five to Philly. So, like, even as good I think as the he game is, he scored 60, they they still lost. Th- th- that's Bradley Bill in a nutshell. So, like, you have Booker, who I feel is slightly overrated. Um, I don't think he's like sorry or anything, but I think he's just because people were doing the whole like he's the new Kobe thing and all that stuff. He had the no two games because he had the two games against Denver in these playoffs where he shot 80%, you know, but KD is declining. You know, he's about to be 35, you know, so like they got to win now basically is where I'm getting at with this. And, and they, they got to have enough. They don't have enough. I go back to Popovich and Tim Duncan. Popovich was playing Tim Duncan 29, 30 minutes. Even Giannis uh, only plays like 33 minutes Giannis a lot. plays like 31, 32 minutes, mm-hmm. and they try to keep that number. With KD, Book, and Beal, unless you're going to give Torrey Craig the the reins and him a campaign, you're going to give him the reins for like 12 minutes at some point throughout the game, a couple of minutes in the first, a couple of minutes in the third, second and third and fourth, then you're gonna have to play Booker. If you don't, if you don't run any plays for Aiton, he will not get happy. He won't. His his attitude. I just can't imagine that Aiton's improve. gonna be there. You got to move Aiton just to have flexibility and be able to fill out your roster. But if you're Frank Vogel and you just you just want to chip with guys like that, yeah, he's KCP, the big man. Yeah, he's the big man whisperer. Yeah, big man. And the like you said, we we had the big man. Um, Roy Hibbert, because you can make it work with DeAndre Ayton if he wants to be in Phoenix. The last two seasons haven't really given us from the outside looking in mm-hmm. the impression that that's the case. And, and it could have been a Monty thing. It, it could be. It could be associated with the coach. Like I said, it could mm-hmm. be associated with the coach, or it could just be his role, mm-hmm. and maybe his role won't. Well, his role ain't improving. <laughs> because you've got another guy that's going to take jump shots. Yeah, because they like, were talking per, about... Per 100 possessions, how many shots is he going to really well, get? Well, I've seen people well, talk about they still may bring Chris Paul back because I'm sure Washington's going to buy him out. So, you know, they may they bring to Chris Paul Everybody back. to get him back, though. Right, that's true. Everybody you know? has to... Like, everyone has to say, nah, I'm good. Yeah, his best friend might try to grab him. The guy on L.A.? Yeah, that guy. I don't think you know, so. The guy that uh, saved him from Brandon Ingram's wrath and, you know, walked him around the court. <laughs> I mean, listen, as a teammate in his friendship, 
He knew he was getting rid of Brent Ingram. <laughs> well, you know, I was looking he at this. He couldn't curl the bar. He well, was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of you. Well, now everybody's doing the whole, and I made a joke about it too. Like I said something like, hey, KD's list of teammates is legendary, you know. But at the same time, a lot of this wasn't like, KD shopping to get free agents, you know, like mm. besides Harden, like you know when Here he when he came, again. is it not true? I I'm mean, just giving him a pass. I'm not giving him a pass. I'm not giving him a pass. Ago, you know, I don't support this man. I'm I'm just, you know, no, no, no. But like, but like, you know, like Bill, this was a trade. I'm sure he had some input and was like, hey, that would be cool to get Bradley Bill or whatever. You don't think but, they talked? Oh, I'm sure they did. You know, because I, I mean, but Phoenix, it wasn't as if Bradley Beal was like, I'm only going to Phoenix. Like, yeah, that's literally you know, what he did. He has no trade clause. That ain't what he did. Miami was, was on no the list. Clause. Miami was no on the list. Clause. Sacramento was on the list. The list is irrelevant. Phoenix the just, is Phoenix just irrelevant. offered the deal. You know what I mean? No, I don't no, know what Miami but, offered. I don't have any reports that said Miami Bradley offered anything. Bill can care less what Miami offers. If he wants to go to Miami, he just wants to go to Miami. He doesn't care what the team looks like. So no, I'm just saying no, that doesn't it doesn't get you 30 like I'm, two guys I'm sure, get you 30 points. I'm, fucking I'm, up and get 30 I'm points. sure that the, the new GM, you know, went to him and was like, Where would you be willing to go? I don't think Bradley Beal was like, I'm going to Phoenix and nowhere else. Yeah, he could have said that. He could have said I that. Guarantee that's what he said. But I don't think he said where that. else would you go? Why you would go you go to Miami, to, you would go to Sacramento. What, what would he, okay, if he went to Miami, what what would Miami have to give up to get him down there? Well, and going, Miami going, plays defense. Like going off of what this Bradley Bill's a decent defender. Go, going off of what the Suns gave up. You know, I would think one of Hero or Robinson. You the know, Suns, the Suns gave up two peanut butter jelly sandwiches. That's what I'm saying. Eight. That's what I'm saying. You know, one of one of those two dudes, another dude, like just random dude. To make this money is how I know he only was going to go to Phoenix. Look at what Phoenix gave up to get Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is a $250 million max player. There are six or seven of those guys in the league that are that, that kind of money. Mm -hmm. Steph, I think LeBron gets that kind of deal. Kyrie's probably close to that. Uh, Jokic, maybe Doncic. So now, if the Dallas Mavericks traded Luka Doncic to Phoenix and they got back Chris Paul and Landry Shamit, you'd be like, what? First of all, Dallas is going to that arena to burn it down. The fans are going to burn that arena down. <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers traded Damian Lillard to Phoenix for Chris Paul and Landry Shaman, you'd be like, what? Steph went to Phoenix for Landry Shaman and Chris Paul. You would look like there's no way in hell that happened. <laughs> the only reason Bradley Bill went from Washington, D.C. to Arizona was because he said, I'm going to play with KD because KD texted me and was like, come here. Maybe. Because... What did Phoenix do in the playoffs? What does Phoenix team look like? As a, as a, we are two people who run a podcast who have children and we retired from the Air Force. And we can look at Phoenix's roster and say, that is not an 82 game roster. Mm -hmm. 
coupled with the fact you got to win 16 more games in the TJ Warren, Terrence Potent- Potentially playing 28 more games. So that's 110 games. Bradley Bill knows damn well. He knows these dudes in the league. He knows who can play. He knows who can't. He knows that that roster is not a roster that gets you past the second round. Mm-hmm. Miami, considering that they gave up Shaman and Chris Paul, if Miami gave up Larry, Kevin Love, and Max Struess, and he goes on to Miami, that team is going to the Eastern Conference Finals at least. Mm-hmm. He knows that. But the only reason he goes to Arizona is because he said, I'm only going to Arizona because I want to play with KD and Devin Booker. Well, too bad they ain't going to the Western Conference Finals. They're not getting out of the first round. <laughs> That's a little much, but yeah. Yo, they're not, they're not there'll going be a to the six seed at six seed at best. Think about it. Think about. I don't, think, about I don't think that's a six seed that you want to play. Like if you're like if you're Sacramento, if you're Sacramento and you end up with the three again, you might as well just play Golden State again. Yo, the reason they lost to Golden State is because Golden State has continuity. Draymond runs the floor, and Steph is just amazing. Steph is amazing in those moments up until when you need a buzzer beater. I don't know what it is, but and if the game starts out. <laughs> His legs be tired. It's the closeout game. We'll go with game four NBA finals last year when he got you 40. Mm-hmm. Game five, he got you 16. But game <laughs> four, on the road, he got you like 43 points. Mm-hmm. He was crazy from three. And then game five, he got you. He was like one for nine from three or something crazy. or one yeah, for that's, 10 that's what he do, nine. man. So if – if Bradley Bill is looking at the Phoenix Suns, nothing about this team says we are they're a first round exit team simply because you have no depth, you have no defense. I'm not I'm not ready for this, man. If you the know, Suns if the Suns lose in the first round, I am not ready for Twitter. I'm not ready our for group chat. I'm not ready for any of that. Our group chat to be dead because because Colin Cowherd said it today. Maybe no, no. Chris, uh, I think it was Colin Cowherd. Either Colin Cowherd or Nick Rada. I was listening before I was getting ready for this. They said that Kevin Durant. I think it might have been Chris Bussard. Whatever. Who one one of these guys on Fox Sports one said I don't. The Kevin Durant championship window is closed. Whew. They said his, his performance the last couple of playoffs it, to his standard has dropped. And he's never shown like an elite ability to to put it on his back. Elevate, elevate players. The backpack. He doesn't. He doesn't have the backpack. Like he, he he'll he'll have games. He doesn't have the Paul Pierce, the 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 Dwayne Wade. Well, it's because it's because he's a he's a jump shooter. Like he's a jump shooter. He's a jump shooter. You know, like KD is not. If KD's shot isn't falling, he's not a – he'll get to the line, but it's not – I don't think, it's, I don't it's, think it's, it's the shot. I think it's just collectively – What Jimmy, up, Easy Money Sniper? <laughs> Miami Heat, you can tell that in huddles, during timeouts, intense moments of the game, they looked at 22 like, all right, you you ready to do this for us? 
You three for 16, but we need these last two minutes. So let's get 13 points in a row in game six. I mean, game five. Like, mm-hmm. Denver looked at 15 and 27, like, yo, hey, Jokic is going to the bench with four fouls. Jamal, you got you to gotta carry this. Mm-hmm. And he can make that happen. It just, I've rarely seen, and it does, and that's the thing, it doesn't happen. It's, it's not a thing that happens for like this long in a career. It's an anomaly. What Jordan did for those six seasons, or those six years out of the eight, those eight seasons, what he did is not common. What Kobe did getting the seven NBA finals and getting to having a three peak and then a loss to Detroit and then having another three times when you win the Western Conference Finals, that's an anomaly. LeBron James getting the eight finals in a row, that's an anomaly. It, and then what Golden State's doing currently with the, you know, four or yeah this this year was the first time yeah this this year was the first time they lost in the west as a core correct so it's like they don't that doesn't happen for everybody so i think people just kind of expect the kevin durant to be to do what steph and clay did to do what lebron and d-way did and do what dirt did he can't do it and it's like it but it's not about him not being able to do it Giannis didn't do it it just doesn't happen it, so what people were expecting because they kind of levied this responsibility on him to be the best player in the league because it looked that way after he went to Golden State. It's like, nah, it's way more than that. It takes a lot more. Your availability, being ready, not getting injured. Like there's something to not getting injured. I get that injuries happen, mm-hmm. but it seems to be happening to the same group of superstars. Mm-hmm. Giannis fell on his back. Someone bumped him. He fell on his back. That's the thing. But when his knee pretty much got hyperextended in the 2021 playoff run, he still came back, dropped a 50 piece to close out the NBA finals of game six. You know, so it's just like these, those kind of moments. And you see KD and you see the talent and Bradley Bill sees, oh, I can make this happen. The same way James Harden, like I'm going and then cap. Everyone sees it and they all kind of gravitate to to each other, but collectively, none of you have what Jordan, LeBron, Steph, uh, Kobe, Bird, Magic, Kobe. Mm-hmm. I'm even take Shaq out of the group because Shaq should have led teams. I mean, he did it early in his career, but at his prime when he's when he was done in LA, that that was pretty much the end of it. So I think people just kind of, and then Jim, what Jimmy Butler's doing in Miami currently, Jason Tatum for that matter is like you, it takes a lot to get to these levels mm-hmm. and it just doesn't happen for everybody. But you look at the talent, you think it will, it will not happen in Phoenix, man. They're out in the first round unless they can get, unless they can fleece the hell out of somebody else and get Deandre Ayton. And we'll talk about the NBA drive here in our next segment. If they can trade Aiton to Orlando and get Suggs, Boncaro, and six in the eleventh pick, and they can just get rebuild the team, I tell you that right now. That's what I'm saying. Like if if you can't make that kind of move, maybe they could get Mo uh, not Mo Wagner, Franz Wagner, maybe you know, but I doubt it. You know, so it's gonna be it's gonna be empty of the barrel for them as far as trying to get you know somebody of that ilk that. 
is not a star but has potential and flash that can be good enough because looking at like the rest of their roster as it is like i mean i guess they don't have a roster but just looking at who was there you know you mentioned tory craig you know there's tj warren there's terrence ross there's jock landale you know um none of these people have that ability like landale i guess could play hard you know and be your gritty guy but you ain't gonna you don't want to start him you know uh terrence ross is a good veteran piece to have that could hit some shots but they weren't even playing him this year when they needed him you know campaign next you know um you know shamit's gone you know so like from there like you know you just got a whole lot of nothing you know that so what you have is a team that's going to have to either play it's 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 brooklyn 2.0 it's the same conversation we had about brooklyn when but brooklyn they at it. least had but brooklyn at least had like claxton who you know controlled the pain on defense you know but they, they had so no much to get to get james harden they gave up Karis LeVert. They gave up Spencer Dinwiddie. They gave up Jared Allen. Like they gave up players they didn't need to give up. They could have mm-hmm. players they could have kept and won the East. Right. But for some reason, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if other superstars make the deal to get James Harden there, considering we watch basketball the same way you do. What is James Harden and Kyrie? What were they really gonna do for you on the court at the same time? Nothing. Two dudes that play that don't play. We're, we're seeing it with Luca. We're seeing ball. it with Luca and Kyrie right now. You know, not saying that it's either one of their faults because if you just look at numbers, you know they both look good still. It's you like know, one but, dude with the ball, four dudes are watching. Yeah, either it, it's Luca with the ball or it's Kyrie with the ball. Yeah, and that's it. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm interested to see. I mean, we, I guess we, we'll get into it. But, like, i like to see what they're going to do this offseason. You know, they got the number 10 pick, you know. So, like, we'll see what Dallas ends up with, you know, because you got the NBA draft coming up in uh, three days, you know. So, it's going to be an interesting draft, I think. You know, like, we got stuff on the table. Like, is Zion going to move? Do you keep Zion and see what you could get for B.I.? You know, uh, Siakam, Adenobi, are they on the table? Porzingis, is he going to go to Portland? There's a lot to unpack with this NBA draft that doesn't even involve the actual draft picks. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part. <laughs> so many teams, and, and we, like I said, we just talked about it with Washington and this Phoenix deal, and I talk about it every single week. So many of these teams – are making bad rushed moves. They're panicking. We've seen, we've seen so many teams get sold in the middle of the season. How does Jordan sell his majority stake in a team the year his team gets a number two overall pick? Like that, it's just like these it, moves. It just shows you why they got the number two pick because he makes bad decisions. <laughs> bad. I mean, he made three Billy, so like, I mean, did a good decision, but it's like. As a, as a as a team, as an owner, as a GM, all of this, you should be a little bit more optimistic. Portland's ready to move the number three overall pick, and like I said, we'll, we'll go through the list. I'm just going on my little soliloquy right, right, right now right, about right, right. team management. The NBA has this fallacy that you can achieve through the draft, 
And it's simply not true. And it hasn't been true unless you get the once in a lifetime, which by default, that phrase once in a lifetime talent. So Philly getting AI, Cleveland getting LeBron, Chicago getting Michael, even the Jazz getting Carmelo late. Akeem going number one. Patrick Ewing going to New York when there was some fishiness with that whole draft. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 don't tend to see. I mean, we see Cleveland. Cleveland, when LeBron left to go to Miami, had three number Anthony one picks. Bennett. They took Anthony Bennett. No one knew why. <laughs> they took Kyrie, obviously, but Kyrie played 11 games in college. So yeah. that might not have worked out. Right. And then they took Andrew Wiggins and then traded him for Kevin Love when LeBron came back. Mm-hmm. So Orlando's been subpar for the better part of what 15 years. Yeah, they made the finals Watch- in 09 against the Lakers and you know, lost in five. That was the whole Jameer Nelson Rafer Alston thing. And that was that was it. So you got Orlando's been bad for years. Washington's been bad for years. Memphis just got John Morant. They just finally turned it around. They were a good team, but they were decent, solid. They were decent. Yeah. Houston had James Harden for a while, but they've been bad for the last few years to the point where it's like no hope. Minnesota was bad for so many years. And then they get talent. They get Zach Levine. They get Andrew Wiggins. They get Carl Anthony. All at the Anthony same Wiggins. time. All at the same time. Like, you know, then then that doesn't work out. They get Anthony Edwards, and now they're ready to move Carl Anthony Towns. So it's like so many of these teams are just so poorly. Detroit, I mean, poor Detroit. I mean, oh, they Minnesota. Right. I, I I just don't know why Minnesota brought in uh, Gobert to begin with. For they gave up nine players essentially. Yeah. So you know, um, and then you so got your number one pick is Scoot Henderson. Uh, right. I'm going to go. One? I'm going to go with no. That's going to be Victor Wimbenyama. Like, could you imagine? the media so, outcry if somebody other than Victor went number one. Can you imagine what Jordan would think if after he sold for three billion? You know how many people would throw the kitchen sink at two? Or maybe they'll be like, man, why didn't they take him number one? Whatever the case was. Uh I'm, I'm not in on I'm not in on Scoot Henderson. He isn't number one. I'm not in on Scoot Henderson and it has nothing to do with Scoot Henderson. Like I'm just looking at the landscape of the NBA right now. And unless he really becomes Derrick Rose, Russell Westbrook, or Ja Morant, like they're saying, he's just too small for me in the NBA that we have nowadays. For me, 195? Yeah, like that's just too little for me nowadays. Like, because, you know, we always hear this, like, right? You sound like one of them girls on Instagram. You know, say, oh, damn, you know, well, he only six two. Yeah, I need six feet, six figures, you know, say, like, you know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, but, but, like, but when you look at it, like just the landscape of the league, right? We, we always talk about this. Boston is the prototype, you know, you got Brown and Tatum. We talked about Kawhi and Paul George and what they were supposed to be. You know, Scoot Henderson doesn't fit that profile. You know what I mean? Now, he might end up being great. From everything that I've been hearing on different podcasts that I listen to, everybody's all in on this dude except for one person who the knock on him was he gets up for the big games, but what is he going to do in between the big games? 
You know, well, the NBA uh, is all big games. I mean, but not at his he position per se, though. Team. Like, so, 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 like, so, like, I told you, like, I told you before, if you want to see the absolute best of Kyrie Irving, put him against Steph. Put him against Steph. He'll still score against other people. He'll still have good games against other people. But if you want to see him locked in and why he was the number one overall draft pick, Especially put Steph Thompson's on the other government. side. And if you put Clay Thompson on him, man, yeah, right. So that's the knock that I heard about Scoop is like he'll get up for like matchups with Dame Lillard or you know a matchup with Kyrie but you know but what's he going to do if he's playing Kate against DeLon Wright or Monte Morris or you know somebody along those lines no I'm not picking on the Wizards or, just saying or Tyus Jones or Tyus Jones when John Morant's out, out for 25 yeah so, so so like that's the knock on him you know um but and he also shot 27 percent from three you know, that's the other thing. So if you're going to be that small, you got to knock down some shots too. Yeah, that's 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 been a knock on these draft picks, man, for like the last – since I've really been like back and just kind of paying attention to sports. And I've always – like I said, I've always been a big sports fan. But I, I like I like to find points that I can argue. That's like a thing I do like on anything. If you say something and then you don't match up, I'm, I want to argue it. I want you to prove it. Right. I've watched so many of these drafts go by, and one of the weaknesses of a guy going in the top five, six, seven, eight picks needs to work on his shooting. I'm like, this is the NBA. You went through all these levels of amateur basketball, now you're in the NBA, and you're going to go in the top eight, and you still can't shoot? I mean, look at John Morant. Like, he'll get streaky and get a little hot from time to time, but, I mean, I wouldn't classify him as a good shooter. Well, no one shoots mid. Well, I'm gonna say no one is kind of right, right, right. The Suns do. It's not a lot. Of, <laughs> it's not a lot of mid-range jump shots. I remember I, I took my, like I said, I probably talked about this before. I took my son and his friend to the gym a couple years ago, and they were both at the three-point line, shooting threes at the gym, on base. It's probably like 20, 21 feet. Nothing d- difficult. And I'm like, listen, if you pump fake right here, at 21 feet. And you take two dribbles. Your next shot's at 14 feet. Chris Paul. And if they're in the zone, if the the team's in the zone, the dude in the middle by the hoop can't come out. DeRozan. You can can shoot this shot all day. And if you shoot 60% from here, it's better than shooting 25%, five to seven feet behind you. You're shooting open shots, or the defense will collapse, and now you're getting an easy pass that's to a guy even closer to the hoop. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, NBA players don't seem to do that. Everyone wants to shoot threes, and I get analytics. It. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I'm my thing is just like I'm not a big fan of the size of the bigger players. If you're a guard, six two, one ninety then I'm good with that because more likely you are going to be driving addition, kicking out the shooters, or you're going to be working your mid-range game a la Chris Paul, a la Devin Booker. Because I don't think Devin Booker might weigh like 210. He's probably not that big of a player. Mm -hmm. But I got a guy like Brandon Miller, 6'9", 200 pounds. I got him to scale after I worked out today. He's just at 245, 5'9". Granted, I'm big for my size, but you shouldn't be a foot taller than me 
and 45 pounds less when I know there's dudes in the NBA who are seven inches taller than me and they weigh about 230. Well, don't forget that he's also lost, lost 13 pounds due to this mononucleosis, you know. Um, so for me, some pasta and let me get him back up. So, so for me, you know, Brandon Miller, like obviously it goes without saying how awful his March Madness was. You know, how bad was his March Madness? You ask, it was eight for 41. <laughs> how bad, bad was it? It was eight for 41 bad, you know, and, and, and for my math, what's that 21%? That is 19 and a half percent and 15.8 from three. But this was the killer because, you know, anybody could throw the percentages out there, right? Like, and it sounds bad. Here's, here's, the, here's the stat right here. 28 points in 85 minutes. And this dude is going to go number two or number three potentially in this draft. You know, point two five points. <laughs> Not saying that he shouldn't go number two or number three. I'm just saying that if it were me, I may not take him at number two or number three. <laughs> you know, that math is bananas. I'm, I'm trying to. That's like seven points a game if you get him thirty so, minutes. So, so in my so in my mock draft, um, I I still got him going number three um to portland if they take the pick if they keep the pick but the problem is is that like what do you like okay we've been hearing about zion and zion potentially going to charlotte you know um but this is my question if you draft scoot henderson at number two if you're charlotte is Lamelo not on the table Because I, I haven't mean, heard I haven't heard anything about that, but is but is he would he not be on the table? I think the overall well the room the consistence of the rumors is that Zion to from New Orleans Charlotte is a more likely than a draft of Scoot and then mm-hmm. a trade of Lamelo. Um, but if you keep but if you keep so so if you keep uh, Zion in New Orleans then. You know, obviously, like I would think you would have to come off BI to get that done. The the conundrum that I, I, I see with New Orleans is that it's it's a very weird space to be. You Zion has shown that him being traded is a better idea and probably better for the team right now based on the information you have. What you've seen, how many games he's played, it's probably better to kind of maybe gauge somebody else's sell excitement to, to trade him off. Mm-hmm. Stop the market, sell high. But if you're if you are trading for Zion, the information you have is I should not trade for this guy because of his lack of time on the floor. And when he gets injured, it seems like he's moving fine, but he never comes back. But that's Every the thing, year, because B.I. Year, he's missing a year, but yet he's still doing windmill dunks pregame in his, his Pelican gear. Well, that's the and thing. B.I. misses games, too. That's the problem is that B.I. misses games, too. So even if you end up trading him instead of Zion, the team maybe, that's taking him maybe, on. Maybe these guys are missing games because they just don't want to play. 
they they because CJ McCollum said at the end of the season after they lost their playing game, you know, a lot of guys won't play through injury. Mm-hmm. And obviously, people thought he was talking about Zion, but rumor came out once again. This is this is the era of rumors from the NFL draft until football starts again. Everything you hear is going to be rumors. The transfer mm-hmm. portal is going to be full of rumors. The coaches and in, in the NCAA movement will be full of rumors. This kid getting an idea is going to be full shout of out to uh, Bob Huggins, you know, because now these West Virginia players probably going to be in the portal. So it's like everything's going to be rumors, but one of them was Brandon Ingram was one of those players that wouldn't play through injury. Mm-hmm. But in the same sense, I look at it like, well, if he gets two, so it was like, well, I might as well not play. Um, that's the that's the problem. All their money is guaranteed. So <laughs> well, that's one thing that the NBA PA figured out. Yeah. So you know, like whether I play sixty or I play twenty or I play eighty two, like I'm getting paid the if, same. If I'm Charlotte. If I'm Charlotte, I'm getting, I'm not getting a point guard. I'm making a deal with Houston or Detroit for me to move up from, you know, or Orlando to move up. And then I'm getting one of the twins, the best player available at five, six, or seven, somewhere maybe, in that range. Yeah. Maybe one of the twins, maybe Cam Whitmore. Like Cam Whitmore is the interesting player in this draft to me because like the old saying feast or famine, you know, because he played the one year at Villanova, hurt his thumb, so his shooting numbers look bad. I think he's a better shooter than what he showed. But he's either going to be – all right, I hate doing this because it always sounds like I'm making a comparison, but I'm just trying to make a – I'm just trying to make a point. I'm not making a comparison. I'm just trying to – give a reference point like like he could be that Kawhi guy that you just don't see coming and then he ends up averaging 23 points and you're like where the hell did that come from you know or he's going to be averaging five points a game and you're going to say how the hell did he go in the top five it's going to be two his history has shown it's going to be two or three of these guys that just flat out don't get you eight points and they'll be in the G League in two years. Like, like what is the likelihood that it could be twins? <laughs> well, they, they do play, like I said, we have to see what the what this overtime elite league, what kind of players they produce. Because if they only produce, like for instance, he led the over overtime elite with 6.1 assists. Um, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that led the league. Mm-hmm. So it's like not a lot of pa- passing. These dudes trying to get on tape so they can, just, you know, just trying to get on tape. Yeah. So are you going to be fooled by the AAU style defense? I know they have some quirky little rules about fouls and the fast breaks, and they try to make it make the league more interesting. But we already have the NBA. We already got college basketball. You're better off just going to college basketball, really fine-tuning your skills. That way you come up against some animosity, you know, some some roughness, you know, in college. And you have to work through it. You work through it with a professional well, I, coach that's going to really work like... through it the same way that you would get in the NBA. But if you don't – if you're only in this, these AAU kind of circuits, then when you get to the, when you get to the NBA, you get drafted – and it's like, yo, you need to be able to do this on this pin down. You need to be 
do this. Guys not gonna be able to they're not See, gonna I like I like a SAR. Like I know um the the general consensus and I love the fresh prince paused on your TV. Like uh you know a SAR like uh is seemingly behind I'm in as far as what I've been reading as far as teams and mock drafts and like who's gonna you know go where I'm in seems to be the call versus Asar based on his playmaking ability, you know, but you know, again, going back to playmaking ability, I haven't seen that a lot. You know, apparently, apparently that's getting easier shots for your team. That's setting up people like, like, like like you talked about, you know, penetrating and dishing out to to the shooters and all that stuff. Cause neither one of them, neither one of them can shoot. They don't because Traditional point guards don't get any looks mm-hmm. in these draft scenarios. They just keep getting the biggest athletes that they can who can't shoot. If you can't play a basketball game and create for teammates, then you're not a good basketball player. Like I like um I Is like that a simple? Sar- yeah, it's that simple. I, I agree with that. I like a SARS attitude, like. He has like he seems to have the chip on his shoulder, Giannis kind of I'm not gonna be working out with my competition type attitude. And once we get on the court, because that's the thing about these guys, you know, is that they don't have these ties, like the AAU ties that you're talking about. They don't have that to where it's like, this is my buddy, or like I was that's listening overtime elite I was, is. That's well, all well, is. Well, I was listening to them talk. I was listening to them talk to um Kristen Peak. And, you know, who happens to be a twin as well from Yahoo Sports. And um, when they were talking to her, they were saying that the Hendricks twins are really the only people they know in the draft. Like, you know, beforehand, like coming into the draft process, those were the only people that they really knew because they had played with each other prior. You know, so they don't know Scoop. You know, they don't know Brandon Miller. They don't know. Derek Lively, Anthony Black, whoever. So so I think that they come in, or at least Asar, with his attitude and the way that he was speaking, he comes in with that everybody's competition and I'm coming for you attitude, whereas Amen is a little more soft-spoken. He might have a little bit of that on the inside, but he doesn't really express it the way that Asar does. Yeah, I mean, my thing is that Amen shot 25% from three with – less than capable defensive schemes geared towards stopping him from shooting good threes. I just, I don't like, I'm so, just like my, 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 my biggest issue is that too many guys, too many players in the NBA, they want to shoot threes mm-hmm. and they can't. A lot of them <laughs> don't play good team basketball. They just, they're just not good at it. So, we can go through these draft picks, but ultimately Porzingis going from the Wizards to another team. Yeah, allegedly be, Portland. Allegedly Portland will probably be more impactful mm-hmm. than most of these guys that get drafted. You know, you're going to get a lot of guys like Christian Brown. I don't know what Denver Portland is doing. That just just. I never, I never know what Portland is doing. The NBA is dwindling. I, I don't know what Portland is doing. Like, just trade Dame and just get us out of here. That's it. 
Like, just get but, us out of here. Listen, like that, that super the superstar window is gone. So many guys want to be on the same team with each other. It's the the Whack. you know you had the Boston three party, and then like he said, Colin Carr heard like his 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 line. He's like LeBron created my space. KD made Facebook when he went to Golden State. And every year we see these trades happen. James Harden had no reason. So, to go so what did Kawhi Brooklyn? do? Tinder? <laughs> he made a WhatsApp. Oh, there you go. So that you know, so you, you have these moves. Even LeBron wanting AD is like he. I don't want to say he. I don't want to speak for him, but if you wanted to revert back to the days of where like teams kind of got organically put together. But a lot of team, a lot of guys, they're moving guys before the contracts are up. There is like collusion and text messages and parking lot phone calls. The era of the superstar spread around the league is done. So what you're gonna get is a bunch of guys that end up on teams like Detroit or end up on teams like Orlando, and they play poorly for years. Or you get a guy like, like I said, we went down the mock draft, like guy like Grady Dick going to Utah. He's he's just like a typical. He looks like a jazz player. (laughs) Your typical six foot six white guy shooter. Um, You probably wouldn't recognize him in an airport, other than the fact that he's six foot six, and he'll be walking with six or seven other guys who are six foot six. That's it. You wouldn't be able to pick him out of a line. All right. So so let's try this on for size, so to speak. All right. So all right. So obviously, there's questions at two and three. You know, are there going to be deals made? Are they going to trade out of the pick? Are they going to pick up a star? Like we mentioned Porzingis to Portland. We mentioned Zion, possibly Charlotte. What do the Rockets do at number four? The Rockets are going to do something poor. (laughs) Um, Tillman for Tita. I think they, I think because if the rumors of them bringing James Harden are true, you're gonna need a big body that can rebound. So well, they got that. They got Segun, you know, uh, they got Tari Eason in this past draft. You know, they got Jabari Smith. Yeah, Segun, dude. He shoots, he's out there shooting threes too. I know, but but he grabs boards. Yeah, I, I need a dude that's a banger. I need a dude, I need a big body. <laughs> you need DeAndre Ayton, huh? <laughs> yeah, I just need I just need a big body. I need like Robert. Tra- Remember Robert tractor trailer? Yeah, I don't think he shot a jump shot. Yeah, I need you need one of those guys. What's the old boy that had the beard that with the weird ears and played in uh, L.A. The weird I for- ears. I forgot what it was. <laughs> dude. Uh, you just need you need like big body. So I'm, I'm gonna get you guy Walker out of Houston, freshman, mm-hmm. local. Just get you a big body, especially if you can get another jump shooter in there. Just get big bodies that can get rebounds. Ime Adoka is a big defender, so he can he could be like your Robert Williams. He could be your Jalen Brown. Whatever, whatever you so, need. Like, I like that de- pick. Defend. I like that pick, but I had them potentially taking our men if the thought is they're going to get James Harden. You know, um, but what they, are they gonna do with another if, if, six foot six guy that doesn't play defense? Maybe he'll play defense. We'll see. You know, we'll see. He's not a finished product yet. But if they don't get Harden, then there's a SAR. 
you know, but but I like I like Jarris Walker though. Like um, I think he's gonna be a good player. I think he's gonna be the Swiss Army knife kind of guy. You know, I think Jalen Green is. I don't know if he's poised to be a star, but I he has the potential I, for sure. Yeah, and that's the thing is like if you if I already have if I already have these guys in place, why am I drafting a guy that doesn't like we talked about Charlotte? Like, why would you get Scoot Henderson when you already got Ball Lamelo? There's a reason that you're Charlotte, and there's a reason that you're Houston. Okay, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> don't do that. Don't draft the guy you already have. Right. When you can just. Yeah, I'm keeping. If it were me, if it were up to me, I'm keep. Especially the way Harden left Houston too. Like, if it were me, I'm keeping Jalen Green, and Harden can stay in Philly or find some mother sucker. You don't need Harden. You don't need Harden to go thirty and fifty-two. You don't. Or you know, twenty-five and fifty-seven. Like you don't. You don't need. Well, now's the time. Now's the time to see what you got. Like, like all right, Jalen Green, like. Can we get to, can we get the thirty eight wins this year? You know, like now I'm about I'm looking at us you. offering you a rookie extension makes sense, right? Can we get to the point of can we do what OKC did this year off of your back? Like, can you give us what SGA gave OKC this year? You know, because I think Houston has good pieces. They're all young. So you they're know they're young. So they're still two years away. In. Why bring you know? an old dude in? Yeah. Why bring a dude who's almost the same age as the coach? A lazy choker to try at to that. play to try to play with your young guys to all take right, so, developmental time away from them. All right. So Detroit at number five. Uh Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. That's who I got them taking. Um, it's just I don't know if Monty Williams can help him turn the corner. I don't, or I don't maybe know. they trade. I don't, I don't. I don't know what he brings. I don't know what he. I don't know what he brings from Phoenix to Detroit. He just brings. Just what, what, brings what, brings his good energy as a good person as a good coach. What did he bring that Dwayne Casey didn't give him? Maybe Dwayne Casey is just. He seems to be the scapegoat. He's like the Chris Paul of coaches. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, um, but no, Dwayne Casey's a good coach. He's a mentor, just like Monty Williams is. He was a coach of the year, just like Monty maybe, Williams was. maybe he's ten years too old to relate to the players. Maybe because I know he went up to the front office. Yeah, maybe Monty Williams is a little closer, a little bit more accommodating. Um, but the problem is, you're drafting, you're drafting in this spot year after year after year. You're gonna get the same type of player. You're gonna get the wing scorer who needs to work on his shooting. Well, that's why. Well, that's why I say like maybe Detroit. No year. Well, that's why I was thinking maybe Detroit trades down. Like maybe not necessarily trade to get a player, like to get a vet or whatever, but maybe they just trade down. You know, because uh, when I look at their roster, you know, Kay Cunningham was injured this year, but he's supposed to be the future. Jaden Ivey had some good games, but we don't know what he looks like with Kay Cunningham. You know, uh, they got Jalen Duren at center. They picked up Wiseman from the Warriors. They got one of the bogeys. So, you know, like, so for the most part, I think they're set roster-wise that they don't necessarily need to reach on somebody. They just need somebody that's going to turn into the guy. 
Right. They need they need a guy. They need a player that's gonna be like, all right, cool. Which is supposed to be Cunningham. Let's let let this let this work through me, and then we'll collectively be successful. And then Orlando has six and eleven, and there's rumors that they're gonna try to trade up. You know, maybe they try to do the Brandon Miller thing if he falls, you know, if they stay there and he falls. You mentioned a few times, which I like. Maybe they trade Suggs or I, I saw Cole Anthony is on the block, you know, so they're trying to get rid of Cole Anthony. But if they keep the pick, you know, I think they take whichever the twin is left between Asar and Amen. Amen. You know, yeah, I think they take whichever one's left. Because they that's a good pick. I mean, they, they got the front court. They, you know, they got Wendell Carter. They got Ben Carroll, rookie of the year. They got Franz Wagner. You know, they just got to shore up the backcourt. And if you can get, you said either because what I have here, my notes, they have Thompson. Both of the Thompsons listed as small forwards. Mm. Well, I'm not uh, from what everything that I've heard and seen. I'm in is a big point guard and Asar is your shot jacker, if you will. You know, uh, I've heard a man compared to John Wall. Uh, I don't know if I like that comparison, but that's what I've heard. Asar, I have the comparison of DeJounte Murray, not your traditional point guard. Mm -hmm. uh, they both got DeJounte Murray comparisons. So that's this, lazy. Uh, this writer didn't, didn't that, do yet. Yeah. Didn't do much. Lazy. That's lazy. And then you got Indiana at seven. Like if you know, like I was wondering if they might trade the pick because I know uh, when they got the pick, you know, Tyrese Halliburton didn't look so thrilled about it. You know, so like I don't know what they need because I know they were trying to get rid of Buddy Hill for some reason. Like this, this is not the era to get rid of shooters. You, you know, trade <laughs> Buddy Hill and and Miles Turner to Golden State oh, for the seventh overall pick. Oh geez, you I'm, know, I, I I'm just trying to pick out the crazy thing that could happen. Yeah, so the NFL so, draft tends to have the more crazy, you know, unpredictable trade moves. The NBA always has a weird thing where like one team drafts the other guy's player for them, and then right, then they they trade the person in so, the middle of the interview. So weird, I got them reaching. New hat. I, I got them reaching for Dirk Lively. Dirk with the weird ass spelling you know, uh, lively, but, you know, uh, just because Miles Turner is John Collins, he's been on the trade block for at least three seasons now. So, you know, if you get, but they also didn't have a viable replacement to just get, be getting rid of him, but you draft lively here. Um, maybe you go, if you want to reach, you could go with Jalen Hood, Shafino, just because he played at Indiana. So you keep the local guy there, but I don't think he goes that high. Uh, maybe Hendricks if he's on the board, you know. So, so I think the Pacers have options if they keep the pick. Yeah, I'll be. I like his size. Obviously, seven one, two hundred thirty pounds. I don't like the weight and mm -hmm. the fact that he. You got twenty minutes. He gave you five, five, and one. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're that big, you know. They said his uh, his comp is Jackson Hayes and Brooke Lopez. I just feel like when you're that big, that's an odd combination. In college and college basketball, you should either demand the ball more, and when you get it, be better. You gotta punish people because it's. I'm not. 
I'm not seeing a lot of seven foot one guys in this draft, so I can only imagine that it probably wasn't a lot of seven foot tall guys in the ACC that were defending them, even six eleven, even six ten. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I didn't see you, if I didn't see you dominate guys that you had a size advantage on in this mm-hmm. college format, I'm not sure if it translates. I'm just I don't want to like I don't want to be disparaging in regards to a lot of these players, but it's just a lot of their size and their play expectation. Even Walker's only six seven, mm-hmm. and I know Draymond made it seem like it's very easy for you know six 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 seven guys to play to and four. And it's not. It's not because the only and other person I can think of is Charles Barkley. Barkley, and I think Barkley walked around six five, maybe. Maybe, mm-hmm. like I, I remember when I was growing up, it, they would talk about how he was six four. But as mm-hmm. you know, as the years goes on, the fish story expands, and now he's six five. Right, and he played right. six five two seventy five when he played stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's the thing. So it's like you have you have this NBA. We 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 have this 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 thing with the NBA where it's like these point guards have to be this tall, and then power forwards have to be this tall but they got to shoot it's just like this weird responsibility shift that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. it's like the power forward needs to be down here getting rebounds playing tough defense on guys like ad on your positionless team. basketball baby it's is a fallacy because <laughs> the Denver nuggets just won the nba championship and anytime they put a center in the game that couldn't defend Jokic, he was on the block Mm-hmm. If you put a six seven guy on him who was kind of athletic, he was at the free throw line. So it was like, mm-hmm. it's not positionless. It's just, do you have people to fill these positions? All right. What about my Wiz at number eight? You know, like got Bradley Beal out of the crib. You know, Pazingas and Kuzma possibly out of, out of the crib. They'll probably replace him with the, another long-haired rookie. I got the kid uh, – Anthony Black out of Arkansas. That's yep, that's exactly who I got as well. Six uh, five, two ten. He seems to have a little size. I got him at six seven, but um, but yeah, that's got at, who, I got him at six five and three quarters on my but yeah, that's who I got as well. Needs to improve shooting is his number one weakness. There you go. Um, I got I got him there. Um, I saw some mocks that had Grady Dick, you know. Um, I don't want that. Uh, <laughs> um, like the Kentucky in me, you know, says go grab Casey Wallace because he's going to play some defense at least as well. Like uh, I saw some Drew Holiday comps for him, you know. Um, I think that Anthony Black is probably going to be the pick though. Just like I said, the era of basketball that we're in right now, you know, everybody's looking for the tall guard or the wing or you know, that's that's your bread and butter nowadays. So. I think Anthony Black is the pick. You know, I don't think anybody's going to reach to grab him earlier. Um, so I think he'll definitely be there for the Wizards at eight. And then Somebody's you got going to grab a foreign player in his top fourteen. But you got Utah taking Grady yeah. Dick. Yeah, yep. Utah taking Grady Dick. Yeah, like number ten. Dallas was trying to get to seven. Like that was there. I think that's why they sat. Well, Luca played a little bit because it was like Luca Doncic night or something, or or Slovenia night. Mm-hmm. That last game in the season, he was like, "I'm not sitting." And of course, they rested Kyrie. We're not we're not sure exactly what they're gonna do, but see, if we Dallas needs top, a big man. Yeah, and that's the thing. 
you already got lively going earlier. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, that's a good pick there. That would be a good pick there for them because it seems like that's the kind of he doesn't seem like the guy who calls for the ball. Luca doesn't give the ball up <laughs> traditionally. Like Luca gives the ball to shooters. That's why Virginia's didn't want to be there because mm-hmm. he got essentially relegated to standing in the corner. And, and this could be a good spot for Hendricks if he's still there. Yeah. So it was like you have you have guys that are with some size that could defend because. Like I said, the era of of the star. There's only a few left. You got Ja, Luca, Kyrie. I mean, Katie's a star, right? And I think, and I think Kyrie's back now. Like you know, um, I don't, I don't know where else Kyrie can go at this point, unless something out of the blue just happens. But so, so you definitely need some size if you're going to keep Kyrie. You need size. You're in the West. You have to defend. Jokic, you got to defend AD. Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. Or Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark or Steven Steven Adams. Adams. Just a big body down there. I think Memphis. I think Memphis is one of those teams. Sabonis. Sabonis. You got to have to. You're going to have to be able to defend down low, rebound, because defensive rebounding is is part of your defensive stats. Or. Good at it. Or I don't. I got to go back and look at the money. But, you know, um, after this Bradley Beal thing yesterday, you know, I was like, man, Aiton and Dallas sounds like it could be a decent get-together. I mean... But it still puts Aiton in the same spot of, like, what's your role and you well, ain't, get, you ain't getting diff- a lot of the shots. Difference is, the difference is this. With Brett... DeAndre Ayton should have gotten more plays called for him mm-hmm. the past few seasons. Especially with a and true it, point guard. With a true point guard. You see what he did with DeAndre Jordan. We've seen the highlights with Blake Griffin. He just wasn't getting any calls for him. When they brought in Bradley Beal, now he can look at it like, I don't think they can now start calling plays for me right. versus where he should have been. I'm going to be should, tipping he should have been getting <laughs> plays called for him the last couple of seasons, and he wasn't. Right now, it doesn't look like there's space for him to get those calls. So now they turned him into DeAndre Jordan potentially, a super young, athletic DeAndre Jordan who got shafted out of fifty million dollars because of the way they did their deal. By the way, like literally fifty million dollars. Um. So Dallas, I mean, maybe they make that move, but. Is Phoenix desperate enough to do it for some draft picks and maybe a couple of role players like Powell? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Powell, you know, a guy like Powell, maybe Anthony Hardaway, or yeah, you know, just one of those kind of moves where we want to get rid of this hundred thirty million dollar contract. This mm-hmm. guy's unhappy. We need defenders. We need Jaden Hardy, something different. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, can you? Can you maybe make a sign and trade deal for Christian Wood? Like, can you make that match? Because I yep. know that's a that's a piece. But well, I don't think Christian Wood's coming back anyway. So, like, I think I think his time is up in Dallas because Jason Kidd, like, he's a he's another one of those dudes. Like, like, like if you didn't watch the game, 
and you just looked at like the box score or like saw a highlight 20 and eight and you're like oh man like he's busting ass out there but dallas lost 117 104 yeah you know what i mean and (laughs) yeah i had 30 so he was definitely in the doghouse so he's not coming back somebody will pick him up to give him a scoring punch you know off the bench it doesn't it doesn't add up man he's i don't know if his basketball philosophies or what but it's three and d man the the three the three point shot is like listen if i get a guy to shoot 70 percent in the paint get him the rock in the paint yeah Boston was shooting like 70% in the paint in the halves of the game, 65, 70%. And they're shooting 17 from three. And they were going a half against Miami down four or five points or up a couple of points. It's like, yo, you're shooting 70% at the rim. Keep like, going stop listening to Sarah Mori. Because no one has a big dude. Like, I mean, right. look, the top rank, I'm looking at this right now, CBSports.com. The top rank 20. All right, here we go. I'm up to 33. 39. Okay. Trace Jackson Davis. I got two players that are over two players over six uh seven foot. One guy seven oh, foot, one seven one. No one else is over six nine. So who's the second? Was it Trace Jackson Davis? No, at seven at seven feet plus. Yeah. Oh no, he's probably only six ten. And he is at what they got him ranked. He should be near the end of the first round, I'm guessing. Like somewhere twenty five and down. Nah, they got him lower than that. Oh, so maybe, wow! So they're low on him, you know. Um, yeah, I don't think he has the athleticism, you know. But I think he's it's a good not player. a lot of. It's it's literally no guys in the draft. In the top 40, two guys in the top 40, 171, 17 foot. The rest of these guys are six nine and under. Mm-hmm. So if you can't defend the rim, we saw what happened with Bam out of bio. He couldn't, I mean, he was trying to get him offensive points. I get it. He might, you know, we'll, we'll give him six nine. And Jokic, that's what they call him. And Jokic would have to, they had to bring Cody Zeller in. Yeah. And like Bam is like that old school, like, like pretty point. Ricky's what they call him, like six nine is what they call him. For, you know, yeah. he, he eat him up like a little peanut butter jelly sandwich. As soon as he saw it, he would just turn like, okay, I got 40 on me. And he would mm-hmm. just bang him all the way down. And then they have to bring Bam back in. And he would just bang Bam. And Bam was a strong dude. He's a big dude. He's a solid defender. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you do when the guy is shooting like a a push hook. Yeah. Not even and jumping. Not even jumping. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's three, four inches taller than you. Yeah. So, so they, such a disadvantage. So then, of course, you got Orlando again. You know, um, you know, with their second pick, like I said, I think they move one of them at least, or you know, try to get up into the top four or five. Uh, then you got uh, number twelve, OKC. OKC, another trade potential, just because like they got Chet Holmgren coming back. I think know. OKC is sitting in what they call the the catbird seat. Yeah, the catbird seat. Yeah, I think they're in a position to probably push for like fourth in the West. Because, I mean, like, they don't need to draft anybody, I don't think, in the first round. Like, you know, that so they can trade somebody, get a vet in there, you know, or trade the pick and get a vet in there. Yeah. You know, they can pick for somebody else and get, like, considerations later or get a second-round pick or something, you know, or tra- just trade down into the first round. 
But they can get some six eleven guy that's been riding the bench somewhere like Minnesota or you know somewhere like that. That's just somebody like that's in Indiana. Like, all right, we'll we'll trade these picks and get these conditional picks and throw that guy in, and then they just kind of work them in. Yeah, because I mean, getting they're not going to get anybody that is going to project to be better than Holmgren. Obviously, we got to see Holmgren on the court, but they're not going to get anybody that's projected to be as good or better than Holmgren at twelve. So we gotta see, we gotta see what they do there. Like I said, I think they're they're in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in a good spot to kind of like you know just really leverage that pick. I don't think anyone's gonna slip. It's gonna mm-hmm. be one of those picks where they just find a guy they like that's mm-hmm. on someone's roster. And uh, Toronto at thirteen, they're interesting because from everything that I've been reading, they may be having a fire sale. Van Vliet already opted out. You know, Adenobi and Siakam's been in trade rumors since the trade deadline. Pirtle's a free agent. So many years, though. I know, but I, it's such but, a weird. It's such a weird philosophy that NBA teams adopt because it, it's such. Because what do you do? Like, who's so many going? Years. I mean, who's going to Toronto? Hey, just off the offer more money. I know, but then just, you just then you get into the conversation about the taxes. You got to do, do what Detroit did with Mighty Williams. You just got to say, hey, man, come here. We'll give you $72 million. You might have to just give, or you might have to make the splash trade. Because no, that, that championship I, I was, was like five years up, ago, just about. Giving up a bunch of assets and then either trading off a bunch of guys or letting a bunch of guys walk. And not replacing them with the talent because your talent pool isn't very high unless everyone is literally tanking trust the process style and hoping that some other dude from France or Angola or Ghana turns out to be seven foot four, two twenty, and he can shoot the three and dribble the ball. You're not gonna get a bunch of Wibinyamas mm-hmm. over the next four few years. So you might have to just grind and say, All right, we're gonna stay with this team. And we're going to make it happen. We're going to go 40 and 42. And we're going to be a seven seed. And we're going to be in the play-in. Let's but go get Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> let's go get Kaminga. Let's see Let's see what this Jordan Poole getting punched in the face situation looks like. Mm, you know, I don't like, know, man. It's, it's out there. Landry Shaman and Chris Paul just got traded to Washington for Bradley Beal. So it's not as if it's an impossibility to get these guys. Jordan Poole got a contract that may be a little bit out of his skill well, set. Well, you know, it looked, it looked bad in the moment, but where contracts are going, maybe it's not that bad in the grand scheme of things. But it might be bad. It might be bad based on what they – the shot that he put up against the Lakers when Steph was wide open, that sealed it. When Steph lead because Steph never so, does so, that. So 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 he so so regardless in in Mister Logical's world, Jordan Poole is Jordan out of Poole here. Is, is he? You started off the season by getting punched in the face. Nobody by even one of the came veterans. to help you, and everyone defended Draymond all year long. No one talked about poor Jordan Poole's jaw, his mental health, <laughs> how he felt about the team. Draymond, they didn't hang out on the road donkey. apparently. Draymond Green acted a donkey all year long. Yeah. And Bob Myers, like, you know what? He's a, he's a callous our team. And Steve Kerr just went up there. Bob Myers just, took his ball and went home. 
And he was like, the empire has fallen. I, I don't want to give Draymond $25 million a year, but Mike, maybe Mike Toronto Jr., make huh? a move and send Siakam to go to state, get Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga out of it. Mike, Mike Dunleavy Jr., huh? Listen, I mean, you sit there, you study, you know, you play golf with the right people, you get a good job. That's All why right. I got my clubs. All right. And then New Orleans finishing it off. So if they don't trade Zion and move up, you know, if they don't, you know, I think maybe Nick Smith from Arkansas, maybe Hawkins from UConn. Keontae George. I know I think, they want if they want if they want Scoot Henderson, they'll get him because they want a they want a ball handle. They want someone that can score. Yeah, because I mean CJ's getting a little long in the tooth, if you will. You know he'll be thirty two this year. You know, and he wasn't necessarily a real athletic dude to begin with. So maybe there's a decline coming that they see, and yeah. and they can use him as a mentor. Yeah, so uh, Keontae George's comparison is Bradley Beal. Guy's been in the you know in this podcast a lot. Most we talked about anybody from Washington ever. Uh, I mean, he, gotta he get it in now. He averaged fifteen point eight points, only two is only three assists, two point eight assists. Not much of a playmaker, but six four one eighty five. Maybe you put eight to ten pounds of you know pasta on him. And New Orleans, he's gonna get some etouffee. Mm-hmm. Some, some gators, jambalaya. some jambalaya, yeah. you know. So he's he's gonna put on some poundage, you know. Yeah. Can you can you, you holla know, can at you me, Keontae? I, I it's all about the po' boys. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I think I think this this draft is going to be interesting in the sense that I think a lot more. It's going to be more interesting because I believe a lot more players that are currently in the league will make more headlines there'll be more headlines focused on players in the league during mm-hmm. these top 14 picks versus the the guys coming out of college yep so that's your lottery ladies and gentlemen and of course it's that time of show where me and mr logical figure out what's bothering us what's on our chest so you know i'm gonna go first real quick because mine is short and simple again <laughs> so knock knock who's there L.A. Clippers. L.A. Clippers who? L.A. Clippers a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> so I've been reading these reports talking about, you know, maybe they'll bring Russell Westbrook back. I know Paul George has been a big proponent of that. But then I saw bringing back Russell Westbrook and bringing in Chris Paul. Like, if you don't want to win, stop playing with people, Mr. Ballmer. You know, I know you paid some good money for that team. And people like Billy Crystal deserve a lot better than what they're getting because you already out here with these two injured superstars that can't finish a playoff series. Half of the time can't even start a playoff series. You know, and then you're going to go out here and get Chris Paul, Mr. Soft Tissue himself, missing (laughs) all these playoff games. You know, not available for games sixes and sevens and all this stuff. You got Russell Westbrook out here, you know, who I don't even know. Like, it's time for Russ to ride into the sunset as far as trying to win championships and whatnot. Like, unless he's going to come off the bench and be like an 18-minute-a-game uh, 18 player 
Like, and I don't think he's mentally prepared or willing to do that. So, you know, you went on and got Bones Highland. You went and got Eric Gordon. You know, you got Norman Powell. And I'm not saying that these dudes are the answer, but what I'm saying is you have some shooting on that team. You know, you're going to potentially bring in Chris Paul, who's going to do nothing but bog you down. And then I guess you're going to have the alternative. If this was football, I guess it would be thunder and lightning. Then you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna bring Russell Westbrook in to jack up shots and piss off crypto.com arena. Look, you already share a building for now with a team that has 17 championship banners. Don't you just want one? Act like it. That's what I want to get <laughs> off my chest. That's what's up. Uh my my thing is this uh like my get it off my chest is it's pretty simple because with me I'm like I said Mr. Logical Mike and I I shared him a video yesterday of it some some sports podcast I'm not sure exactly who he is but he he said he didn't have LeBron in his top one hundred all time in NBA. And I get it. We all have different rankings. Some people have KD top 15. Some people got Steph at eight. Some people got Kareem at one. Some people got Jordan at four. Some people have Jordan at one and another change no matter what. Some people got Dirk at 25. Wherever you have these guys, I get it. Kobe top 10, Elzer Baylor 12. And I, I get all these numbers and everything moving around. My problem is this. I need you to quantify it with more evidence than me what you think. Because there's no way that a person ranked outside of the top 100 in any field is also going to statistically be in the top five of your major elements. He has the most points all time in the sport. Top five in assists. He's probably only guys going to retire with 40,000 points, 10,000 assists, 10,000 rebounds. I get what I want to say. I understand what he was trying to say. Like, I don't think LeBron is a great basketball player. He doesn't make the basketball moves. He compared him to Sean Kemp. Cool. Does Sean Kemp have 30,000 points. Does Sean Kemp have 25,000 points? I got 30,000 kids. Does Sean Kemp have four MVPs? Does he, I mean, like, so I understand the, the shock value. I know last week my get it off my chest was, was controversial, but that was, I didn't say that just to be shocked. And I said it because it made sense based off information that I had, you know, seen and, and things that had personally bothered me. It personally bothers me when people just bloviate and fail to quantify their argument. You sound ridiculous. LeBron is easily in the top 50. <laughs> I'm not even going to argue like where, but he's in the top 50 of NBA players all time. I don't accept anything below number three. So if you're going to give me an argument that he's outside of top 100, it just, it just, 
your credibility is just completely shot. Hence why I even I'm not even repeating your name because that's how I feel about your lack of credibility. Just stop getting on these podcasts saying dumb stuff, man. Like it doesn't take that long, man. I take notes. You have conversations with good people. Just it's not for shock value. It's sports. It's simple, man. It's X's and O's. Let's have a good realistic conversation because what happens, we'll have this thought-provoking conversation. Now we're up to an hour and 55 minutes of good quality information. And someone to get on and say some nonsense in the 30-second or 90-second little post. And like that gets traction. It sounds idiotic. You know, somewhat Sam, you know, Acho, Emmanuel Acho saying that. Lamar Jackson already has proven himself to be unanimous league MVP, something even Mahomes hasn't done. I'm like, come on, man. The dude's been to three Super Bowls, five AFC championship games. It's like, why is this one of those? It just sounds deliberately confrontational for for the sake of shock value. Come on, man. Stop it. Cut it out. Like, just put your fingers away. Put your phone down, watch some Netflix. Don't record yourself saying dumb stuff and don't tweet it out either. Sick of it. Have a real conversation. Use some facts. Quantify it. Just be logical. Damn. So I was like 15% right because we don't tell each other usually like what to get it off my chest is going to be. So I thought there was no way his get it off my chest wasn't going to be Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. So I was partially right. You know, I knew it was going to come up at some point. <laughs> it just, I, I, I get that people, I, I enjoy the fact that I said something on this podcast and then it happens in the sports world. I lament you when you say it, when it's like, when you said they should probably put Kevin Love in the starting lineup and the next game, Kevin Love was in the starting lineup after not starting for, you know, a whole series. Yeah. So I, I think it's like, I think it's a, a, I think it's pretty cool to have that, but you didn't say something like, you know what? I think Spolster should be fired if he doesn't do this because I mean, Mike Mazzula got his team. Like you didn't make any ridiculous comparison. You simply said, yeah. Hey, I think, he should put Kevin Love in the starting lineup. You didn't say he was being out coached by Mike Mazzula. Just... I, I still love me and Bomani Jones, you know, picking Denver. You know, um, there wasn't a lot of people doing that. I'm sure some others did, but he's like the name that I know that did. You know, um I'll be honest, I didn't, but I and, didn't come up with some crazy reason why. I just thought you, that Yeah, you ain't like pick Memphis or something. But but you know, it like it like you know, it it was awesome, you know, like even during March Madness, you know, like it didn't end well. But you know, when I was sitting with the Elite Eight, you know, five out of eight, I was, you know, especially with all the upsets that had happened, like Princeton taking out Arizona, T Neck, New Jersey, like announcing themselves. Shout out. Yeah, so so you know, I mean now granted. I started five out of eight. None of them went to the final four, but you know, but everybody else's bracket was busted. I you paid know, two 10, days in my little pool and I won 16 because I got third place. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we just say that to say nobody walking this earth is perfect, but we know what we're talking about on sports reports is ordered. Yeah. So, thank you, America, for your support. Keep tuning in. Yep. Leave us some comments. Like, review, subscribe. 
none of that. It's all free. You know, so holla at us. We will be back on Thursday. Happy Juneteenth, everybody. I hope you all had a great Father's Day. And remember, remember me, the one you got your idea from? Peace. (laughs)